I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Sendit Philippines. Sendit is the leading payment gateway in the Philippines. Allow your business to accept payments seamlessly from cards, e-wallets, retail outlets, and local banks. For more information, visit sendit.co. Also powered by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code hustleshare. You have to always remember that it's not you as an individual, not, not, not just me, that made all of this happen. I may be their quote-unquote boss, right, or their division head, but the results are not because of me. Our sales are right now. It's not because of me. It's because of these people, because of your team. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ron Sturbetyong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. I think I started Lingus. <laughs> I'm sorry. And if I did start a Lingus, a listener as well, my bad. We just start out this episode every time strong. Again, we are going to the route of having hustlers um, of all kinds. 
But typically in the podcast, right, we talk to startup founders because again, that's 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 my bias, eh? of course. That that's my initial network. But I also feature people who have really hustled, climbed the corporate ladder, and became leaders in their forefront. And today, our guest is going to be that because again, all hustlers, again, um, have similar paths, and they all had sacrifice. And uh, everything else that they had to do to get there done. But before I get carried away, so let's welcome the head of sales of Epson Philippines again, Mr. Chris Sanchez. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Ron. Good afternoon. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you. Good afternoon. All right. Again, very exciting and very, very. Uh, um, honored to have you on the podcast because again, we want to make sure that, and we want to show the whole world that hustle is universal, right? Because I, we always think, and now we live in a different world. The pandemic has completely changed the whole ball game of how things work um, and how that works. And again, Epson has been there to help entrepreneurs, yep, students, whatever have you to print out the best stuff. Again, I've, you guys helped me out a lot through my corporate. Um, through my entrepreneurship journey and also my student journey before. But before I get carried away, I need to ask you the million-dollar question. Chris, what's your hustle? Okay, Ron. So again, thank you very much for inviting me. It's my honor to be here in your program right now. So uh, my main hustle is actually working with Epson Philippines Corporation, as you've said. Now I'm currently uh, in charge with heading the company sales division. And I am backed up by, uh, I'm very proud to be backed mm-hmm. up by a team of 35 dedicated and very capable sales members that are second to none in the industry. Yep. Wow. And they are the reasons why we are where we are right now in this company. And uh, we want to stay um, r- right there on top. Um, before, uh, just to give you a background of what Epson is, um, when you hear sure. about Epson brand, mm-hmm. what comes into mind? Right. So you, 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 um, immediately you will say, oh, Epson, the uh, noisy printer at the back of the, uh, <laughs> at the, back of the office, you know, what? running 24 hours with the uh, finance department. You know. um, but we have come a long way from that. Mm-hmm. And uh, a range of uh, products and solutions can now cater to almost all industries that require imaging on paper, on screen, and even imaging solutions. Wow. And I'm again, uh, if that's how how you guys perceive it, I perceive as Epson as the printer that has Bluetooth. <laughs> I love it because you know, old school way, I will have to go there, plug my laptop, and all that stuff. But again, Epson was the first, at least in recent memory, the last five years. Yeah, I didn't have to go that out. That was just recent. Stand up just to get something printed out. <laughs> that's correct. Right, but again, uh, I, 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 but. That's synonymous to how Prepson is yeah. to me. And again, 35 people, you know, yeah. and if you want to be on top of the game and there's a, there's a big part and I love sales because I'm a salesman by default. I boodle people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I love persuading people. Yeah. I, I love giving value because uh, that, and that's probably what we're going to be talking about. But before I get carried away, again, I need you to buckle up, Chris. Because if you have printers, we have time machines. Because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share time machine. All right, Chris. Again, so now we're all the way back. Before you became the 
the industry leader or the leader of the industry leader. I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense. But, you know, the leading Epson to where it is now. I want to start, how was growing up like? Because, again, to have a chip on your shoulder and also sales is a mixture of talent and hustle and persistence, right? But yeah. the best salesmen always enjoyed that limelight, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if sales was your, is your main thing now, what was that like growing up? Uh, and what are the early hustles that you had to go through to get this done? You know, um, uh, Ron, I, I, I never thought of myself being a salesman when I was growing up. In fact, uh, on the contrary, I, I was very timid when I was young. I, I, I don't want to talk to people. Um, I have this fear of uh, rejection. Mm. So uh, being a salesperson was really out of scope. So um, uh, growing up, uh, and, and, and by the way, I was, uh, when I was growing up, I was growing up in, in, inside a church. Uh, yep, I was... Seminary? Uh, with, no, actually inside, uh, literally a church. Uh, I was staying wow. with my uncle okay. and uh, uh, my uncle priest. Uh, he was, I would say... You were was Santino. The... Yes, you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> as young as uh, five years old, I was uh, already um, um, with my uncle priest. And uh, uh, I would say that my early influences in life, uh, what has honed me and what has... Tra- um, um, transform me to who I am right now is mainly because of that influence with my uncle. He would always constantly tell me that uh, in life, we will always encounter a lot of choices and uh, we will have to make decisions. And uh, on those decisions, we'll be accountable to the results of our actions. So I would always end up asking him, what is the right decision or what's the right choice for me? And to him, it's very simple. He would always uh, tell me, make your own decision and not allow others to make them for you. And once you make it, you must be sure that this decision will make you happy. In short, wow. anything I do after that, and it stuck to me, anything that I do, as long as it makes me happy, I would have to try it. And it influences wow. me a lot on where I am right now, mm-hmm. growing up as a child, and also growing up in the market, in, in the industry. Um, and after that, it's all history. <laughs> no, but... That's absolutely correct. And having that moral compass is all very mm-hmm. important, right? And, and having that ability. I had the same thing. My, it's just one word. My mom always uses the word control. You always have to be in control yeah. of what you're doing because, again, whatever the decisions you're going to be having as much as possible, and, and this is very applicable to sales, you always have to have control. But after that, so that's, that's a background. Moral compass is intact. That's great. But what were the early grinds mm-hmm. you have to do? Because if you said you're timid, yeah. how did you pop out of that show? Uh-huh. Oh, it was actually um, accidental. I would say accidental. When, after I graduated from USD. So, oh, um, Tomasha. Well, no bias at all. I am Tomasha. Go well. stay. <laughs> go there stay. You go. Um, after graduation, Okay, I, I took up commerce. Um, there you go. I took up commerce as well. So, St. Raymond's building. Great. <laughs> Perfect. So, so once you graduate from commerce, the next, you know, the, the, the next best thing is to go to banks. Uh, that's automatic. So majority of those that graduate from the same course that I did uh, went to the banking industry, financial industry, economics, you know. Yep. Um, so I applied to most actually to all of the biggest banks in, in, in Philippines after graduation. But I, the, the wait was too long. I was so, um, what's this? Uh, um, I couldn't wait 
uh, that's something about me. I couldn't wait. I want I want to do something. So yeah. um, uh, my my dad was buying a car at that time. Um, uh, bought it from a, a Japanese company. Uh, okay. I don't know if I can say the brand, but um, yeah. he made a deal with this uh, um, um, assistant vice president from this company and said, "Okay, I'll buy a car, uh, but while you're while while I'm waiting for my stock." Um, why don't uh, I let my son apply uh, to your company oh, first as a salesman? Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. so, so I did. So I, I applied as a salesman. I got hired. I don't wow. know anything about cars, never my uh, forte, but uh, I said, instead of doing nothing, I okay, I'll try this out, uh, see what's this gig. And um, hopefully I'll um, pass time. And then once my... Um, uh, applications from the banks comes in, then I could resign and go to my uh, first option. It never did happen. Nobody from the wow. bank called me. Okay. <laughs> no, nobody called me from the bank. Mm-hmm. And I spent like um, the first few months learning from uh, you know the OGs of the yeah the industry um uh the, the the pillars we call them the pillars of the uh sales industry and uh, it's a good learning experience um yep. at the same time there's some uh, uh drawback in it uh, going straight to a car industry was like uh placing meat inside the lion's den yep. everybody's trying to eat you up you know the mm-hmm. the the experts dog eats the, dog dog eats dog you know and i couldn't make a sale and finally you know i i, I tried to um, see, learn, and adapt to what these guys are doing, uh, and, and learn from the best. So I, I took myself under the um, tutelage, so, sort of, or um, the uh, um, the training. I okay. set up some training wheels on how to really sell from the best. So right. this guy, his name is Henry. Okay, Henry. Is the shout out Henry. to you. There you yep. Go. Uh, he, 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 he's like a 50, 55 year old salesman. And I said, what's your secret? Wow. Can you teach me how? And he did uh, teach me the ropes. And uh, finally, I, I got the hang of it, made my first mm-hmm. sale. Um, and the commission was good. And I said, nice. okay. Right. Now, but once I received the commission, I won't. It's addictive. It's addictive. Right, but I want to dig, dig deep down here because I see as a salesman as well. A um, couple of things I want to point out. I've had so many hustlers here before who also went the corporate mm-hmm. route that attribute their success to having a sales or a customer-facing job early on, because nothing beats that ability to be, you know, ha- having to eat rejection upfront and and being yeah. resilient that way. It, it builds grit in you. But there are also things that are mm-hmm. indelible over how they did their early hustles that still work for now. Like for me, I realized that if I'm going to do sales, my, my style is um, two things. First one is I'm going to pre-qualify my sale. I'm not a numbers capper guy. I'm not a shotgun approach. I'm, I'm a sniper. That's my style. That if I zero mm-hmm. in and I lock in my target, I'll do all the prep work. 50% of the, ha- the, the sale happens before I even pitch. Are you qualified? Do you have the money? Mm-hmm. And do you have a weak spot? Right? And I'll research a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come in. And when I come in, I come in with, again, I'll probe. and I'll, uh, But in the first few minutes of the pitch, my goal is to make you like me. I'm not going to make you like me. I don't have the mm-hmm. physical looks to make you that happen but i'm gonna try to make you laugh in the first three minutes if i make you laugh already 
that means boom connection. You can now connect me to something positive. Right. In your in your in in your experience, Chris, mm. what was your style, and what did you learn from Henry? Okay, from Henry, yeah, he would always share with me some trade secrets, you no, know, uh, in, in in selling, and one thing that stuck to me is like is selling with sincerity, okay, um, because sincerity can always consistently get the jobs job done. I mean, um, I can. If, if, if there's a salesman that's uh, giving you a pitch, you will always yeah. know whether this guy is just there to get your money or mm. this guy's really, really sincere in helping you out. Yeah. So um, from, from, from Henry, that's what I learned a lot. Um, he gets all these sales and repeat customers because his customers sees in him the sincerity of helping out. So it's yeah. applicable in anything right now. When, when you're in the sales industry, you don't, you don't always jump to, okay, uh, um, customer. Um, you buy this uh, and, 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 and buy another one and, and buy uh, this. And, and then uh, he'll end up spending more than he actually needs. Unlike mm-hmm. if you sell with sincerity and it will, customers will actually see through you whether he's tr- really trying to help you out is to give them what's, what it will benefit them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and how, how do, would they really see the benefits in the short term or in the long term? So Got it. Got uh, it. that's basically my style ever since uh, from, from, that, from that industry until the next industry I went to. I always make sure that I sell with sincerity. Yes. Now, there's also a flip side about sales, right? Mm. That you're only as good as your last sale. And when, yes, when you get a lot of no's, you know, that kind of creeps yep. into, into you. And the most important weapon that a salesperson who's anything who's, who doesn't have to be a closing to any any person that's uh, customer facing that involves persuasion if you eat a couple of rejections mm. that creeps you into your confidence and when that confidence gets hit it becomes mm-hmm. doubt that is a tough hurdle to swallow and sales is very persistent and grit based and you know in in this day and age where there's mm. a lot of listeners here young 20 something who even Brown upon, they even call it hustle culture. Like, when did hustling uh-huh. start become a bad that to become a bad thing? Because in my book, I came from nothing. You came from nothing, and mm-hmm. all we had was desire to make our lives and the people that we love better. But also the sincerity of to helping other people mm-hmm. make their lives better. And now that's not they frown up like the cancel culture. These woke kids. Don't like it. So apparently it's bad <laughs> to yeah. outwork and out hustle everybody. How are you going to be successful? But for you, um, uh, Chris, I need to understand how you got over that hump because I think from your generation to my generation and for the, now the new generation, the younger kids, that remains the same. And there's nothing wrong yep. with that if you really want to achieve greatness in your life. But in your case, how did you get it done? Yeah. You know, at our age, okay, I'll just, <laughs> okay, I'll just yes. mention at our age, the, the, the pace was quite you know, relatively slower as compared to now. The pace right now is, is like uh, uh, at, at three times speed, four times speed. You know, the young yeah. generations right now wants instant gratification. They, they, they want results immediately as yep. compared to us yeah. when we were growing up. You know, we are willing to try out things, experiment. You know, uh, have uh, first-hand experience on what if I do this, what will happen, and if I fail, I still have time because we're laid back, right? Yeah. Uh, 
not hippie culture, but you know, close to the hippie culture. You know, you're laid back. Yes. Um, and 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 you can afford uh, to try out new things because um, information was not as fast. Um, whenever you get rejected, it doesn't get to the uh, social media as fast. You know, right. if if you fail, you know, uh, you can recover. And with the pace that we have, uh, we learn. Uh, we don't not necessarily. We we um. It's not necessarily that we learn faster, but we have we have that time to learn. Correct. Uh, we have that Correct. time to experience, and and from there, um, things decisions can be um, done faster, um, but can be uh, can be uh, assessed uh, longer, yeah. and. If we make mistakes, uh, nobody's there to tell you and 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 pounce on you uh, that you made this mistake. You cannot do it again. So we get more chances before. Right now, mm. um, I guess that's what uh, different. That's what's different between us uh, and the new generations. Chances yeah. right now are quite not as forgiving. Mm. No, I I, yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, I, I think that's constant also. Uh, it's just at the pace. You're, you're correct because everything, the internet, you, you know, we have in, yeah. in, in before you're going to have to do one to two things, but I'd probably say this and I hope you do agree, but there need, there, there is a specific type of sacrifice that you have to go through mm-hmm. and it's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's very painful. It's not pleasant, but that's when you mm-hmm. actually are, you, that's how, you know, we're outside of your comfort zone. And you're actually learning. And for you, after the, the, the car sales job, how did you expand further mm. outside your comfort zone to go to where you are now? Okay. Okay. So uh, after the car industry, it was, it was a great industry. If you're talking about oh, yeah. rewards, money, uh, every week you'll have commission. You, know, every, uh, you have about practically weekly payday. You know, and wow. It's addictive. As you said. But y- the growth, the learning is not as uh, um, rewarding. You, know, um, you, you get to be street smart. That's one thing I've learned from uh, the car industry, car sales. You get to be street smart. You get to... Yep. Uh, yep. Bang, uh, uh, bang, bang heads with uh, the toughest salesperson out there. But the learning is not as uh, rewarding, meaning uh, professionally, you're, I'm not growing. Okay. Mm. Uh, my, my, uh, my knowledge about uh, salesmanship uh, is, is stuck in, 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 in the street smart salesmanship. But it's okay. Inst- Instinct selling, you know, a dog eat dog. He who brings the bacon eats it. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's the motto of a salesman. Yeah. So yeah. I, I uh, for a uh, for my search of um, uh, being more professional, more yeah. um, more scientific in selling. So I, I try to venture into and look for other sales fun- sales job. So and that that's when. Um, I uh, I went to this um, IT company, mm, multinational IT. company. Okay. Uh, yep, a complete a complete shift from what I'm doing as a salesman in cars, and then now I'm going to IT. I have no idea. I have nothing. I have no background of IT. Never yeah. had uh, an experience with uh, computers. <laughs> you know, right. Technology. 
document management, all, all those all sort of those things. But I was a proud salesman. You know, I was proud of my achievements. It said, okay, so I'll try this. I'm young. Uh, when you're young, you think of yourself as a, su- a superhero. You know, yeah. you, you can do anything. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and, and you, I can handle rejection at that point because I've been. Uh, exposed to a lot of rejections already contrary to when I was growing up you know I I, I hate rejections but now uh, I, I can take it so I, I tried said what's the best what's the number one multinational company out there I'll try to apply and whatever right. I, I whenever I go there I'll make sure they'll accomplish the same accomplishments if not better from where I was in the car industry which is a manager I wanted to become a manager also. Mm. But when I applied, it's one step backwards because I cannot apply for a manager position in an IT industry where I'm coming from a car industry. Yeah. So back to I zero. took the job back to zero. So I took the job of a salesperson. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's where, um, uh, as I mentioned, it's one step backwards, but two steps forward. I'm learning a new industry. I'm learning a new trick. Um, I'm, I'm more exposed now. I'm going to be more exposed to a multinational environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I, I guess that's uh, what pushed me to, uh, to consider moving out. I'm already a manager when I left the, the car industry. Uh, right. I, I was a sales manager already. But when I went to this uh, multinational document solutions company, IT company, uh, I went back to being an account manager selling door to door you know uh so so i did and i was lucky enough uh ron that um under uh, in this company i was able to prove myself to be a fast learner Uh, i was able to adapt the first thing first thing i did was learn about what these products are learn about what the solutions are um and um uh, i was fortunate to be placed under the wing of the, the president of this company and uh, uh, he became my mentor, and he and, and 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 year on year, I was able to accomplish a lot of uh, success in my career. So, got, got until got such t- such time that I was promoted as an assistant general manager after, wow. after six years. Yep, <laughs> from salesman, every year I moved up to um, supervise uh, supervisor to manager to um, department manager, to assistant general manager. That's amazing. Now, let's take our first break. And when we come back, let's now talk about from assistant general manager. How did you guys, <laughs> how did you end up in Epson? Mm-hmm. And what did you guys do mm-hmm. in Epson to scale? And how did you impact yep. and scale Epson to where it is now? Let's talk about that more after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. 
Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Chris Sanchez uh, of, again, not yet Epson, but now we're going to be talking about Epson. Because after this, you're assistant general manager. And, you know, you, you get to yes. that top, or you're pretty much pretty, you're pretty close to that. You're, you're now part of these very important meetings um, that, uh, you know, pretty much run the company. Why? Where, where did you go next? Because I know this is not your last stop. And is, is it Epson next? What made you take another jump from where you were to Epson? Yeah. Actually, uh, Ron, after this company, being an assistant general manager for uh, three years, I uh, the next company was already Epson. Mm, wow. Okay. So, uh, yep. So, uh, I got I applied for Epson as a um, department manager so again <laughs> uh another step that one step backwards two steps forward uh was uh, um i was actually um exploring um not i wasn't serious about uh shifting to another company but um during that time i was uh, exploring uh, what am i worth um all of those things and and uh fortunately Epson answered and uh, they nice. gave me this uh, proposal offer sheet. And wow. uh, at first they, they were giving me the um, department manager position. I said, oh, okay, I'm already an assistant general manager. Um, and you're giving me a, uh, um, a lower grade. Um, uh, maybe at that point I wasn't so, so interested, but um, when I saw the offer sheet, uh, it changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. uh, to be uh, brutally honest, it, it, it was a it, it was a game changer for me. Hell of an offer! Must have been a hell, hell of an, an offer. offer. Yep. yep. And and uh, I do believe that if even if I and I've done it before that even if I start one step uh, uh, backwards, I'm sure I'm going to be able to get it two steps forward. Yes. And and that's the start of my career with um, with Epson. Okay, so because you've done it before, and and that those, yeah. those jumps is very similar to entrepreneurial jumps. You know, you're jumping into abyss. There's no guarantees, and especially if it's gonna be uh-huh. in, in, from a title standpoint, it's lower than what you were from. That's scary. But at the end mm. of the day, you gotta have to bet, bet on yourself, right? But this time you've yes. done it before, so you know what's on the other side of that cliff. Because you know that ah, you know what? If yes. you just hustle enough, and now you also have something. 
that's that's gonna be your best friend. You are now you have experience mm. as a leader, not just as a salesman, and you have wisdom over years and years of how to navigate yes. <laughs> things. And a lot of sales traits apply. It doesn't really matter what you sell. And mm-hmm. they, they always say a good salesman mm-hmm. can sell uh, whatever to anyone, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because at the end of the day, you're always building relationships. But I want to double down now. Epson, you come in. What was Epson like when you came in? And what were the biggest challenges you had to overcome? And walk me through the biggest milestones that you guys achieved when, while okay. you're uh, going through that uh, jump. Okay, so so Ron, so w- as I mentioned earlier, uh, when you talk about Epson, it's all about the the small the, the printers that are noisy at the background and and some inkjet printers um, um, that were like um, competing with other inkjet printers, but we're never the uh, we were never the um, uh, uh, number one uh, printer of choice, yeah. um, and that's mainly because uh, back then then. 11 years, 12 years ago, um, uh, Epson has been a retail-centric company. So uh, we, we thrive on the storefront sales, okay. um, and we don't have too much of a corporate uh, engagement. Okay, And yeah. my background, B2B. Uh, yes, B2B, um, it's mostly B2C. So my background, right. coming from a corporate uh, industry, uh, multinational corporate and document management solutions company uh, helped a lot um, bringing in uh, some of this um, uh, knowledge, yeah. uh, practices uh, to get into this new segment uh, that Epson uh, Philippines um, are, are embarking on. And that's why when I came in, um, I, I've, uh, I started as a department manager heading a corporate sales department. Yes, yeah, so it's it. it's called a corporate sales under a under different um, um, groups of departments uh, under different departments under sales division at that time, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I'm in charge with developing new opportunity in the corporate segments, and that's also uh, the time when we were introducing new corporate products in the market. Nice. So this is the Bluetooth one that I was talking about. So indeed, but not yet. But again, <laughs> that's you're, you're aside from you changing the strategy of distribution or how you actually sell, mm. going from B to C to more B to B. Which, by the way, the same effort but bigger paychecks. Totally understand how that works. Mm-hmm. But yep. um, what were the, the the big changes that you had to do? And again. Timing is also important. We came, we're now no longer mm. out of those noisy printers at the back. Products become better, faster, stronger, mm. right? Um, how did you position Epson to be the leader that it was now? Because you, you also have tough competition out there too, you know? But again, course, yes. experience. You already have it. So you have the, yeah. the magic stick. <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah, that. How did you guys get that and take, take advantage of opportunities that are out there? Well, actually, it was not an easy road. It wasn't a, an easy path for us to take. It was a starting from changing the culture from the organization because we're used wow. to, uh, as I've said, uh, we're used to selling uh, the, the small printers and retail space and uh, visibility of, um, uh, of our company was not, well, not apparent. Um, mm. Our offices are sometimes located in um, hidden areas. So, yeah. Um, and then we're coming in, well, 
a team of corporate uh, individuals. When I came in, I, I brought with me also some um, corporate salesperson uh, that's trying to change or trying to introduce a new way of selling. It was difficult at first. It was challenging, say the least. Um, in the culture inside the organization, um, could not uh, accept it as immediate. So that, that was the first uh, challenge. So we, we needed to um, convince uh, not only other uh, our, our partners, but we, we need to convince employees uh, of yeah. Epson that buy they, in. We need this, buy in. This is the next big thing. Okay, we need to plant the seeds now so that the trees can give shade to uh, to, to to all the uh, future employees of Epson. Right. Correct. So Correct. that was the start, and um, uh, we fortunately products came in because even if we wanted to, even if we wanted to sell B two B products. Uh, but the products are not there. It's going to be twice as difficult. So fortunately, the products uh, started to come in. Um, we were uh, we were able to fit in. Um, we were able to position our products to where there's gaps in the industry. And we started small until recently. Uh, well, um, for some years now, uh, mm-hmm. we have established number one position in uh, a lot of our product lineups, nice. uh, maybe in the printers and the projectors, um, uh, or even in the large format printers, we're able to establish that um, coming from those progressions. That's amazing. But okay, there's always a great uh, equalizer. We thought we, we think of it like it's so long ago, but we're still in the middle of it. The pandemic just mm-hmm. changed everything. Now I want to understand when the yeah. pandemic hit. How did you guys adjust to this and um, what was the pivot that you had to do? Because again, a lot of the things, everybody wasn't prepared for this. We were all caught, you know, by surprise. (laughs) From your point of view, and again, for you to still thrive like this, you must have done something amazing that allowed you to steer clear (laughs) and still uh, plow through at, at the same speed. Yes. So, Ron, you know, when when the... Uh, pandemic hit. So everybody, mm. no exception, whether you're the top of the food chain, you're the startup, you're, everybody yeah. was hit. And businesses were faced uh, with the challenge of operating safely or bouncing back amid the situation. Yeah. So, so during this time, there was also an unprecedented acceleration in our digital transformation by months mm. or even years. So we, we, made, we might see that the COVID might have exposed um, our company's vulnerability uh, or the businesses that they didn't know they have. Um, but right now, uh, uh, we are already thinking about future proofing. And this is to ensure continuity. And, yeah. and one way that this can be done is by choosing technology that can help businesses adapt in situations like this. So nice. we had to rethink. Uh, we need to reposition uh, as a uh, technology provider. Um, in this very crucial recovery uh, phase, we wanted to help address all of the pressing businesses and societal challenges with the help of efficient and sustainable products and solutions. Nice. So what, what are these examples that you guys did uh, that uh, allow you? Is it a mixture of product, yeah. a mixture of positioning, or a, or a couple uh, or a both? So, so for example, um, our government right now. Um, okay. Uh, we all know that we have a very high vaccination target this year. 
yeah. in the process for vaccination uh, procurement and rollout must be very efficient to achieve this. So others might not yeah. be aware, but this complex undertaking involves high volume printing of waivers, customer information oh, forms, right. even the cards. material. Yeah, yeah, vaccine passes, right? Yeah. Um, on on the on the back on the uh, back end, our printers are exactly doing this. You know, mm-hmm. our 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 uh, products that are capable of high print, high volume printing, um, are supporting this uh, initiatives. That's amazing. And again, not all heroes wear capes. Some heroes yeah. print out a lot of paper. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to forget and overlook that, that, man, who's printing all of these things? But if you don't have a, a reliable hardware that allows you to mm-hmm. use it at scale, especially with what we need now, yeah. even just filling up these forms that did not even exist before, yeah. it won't hold up. But what are the other industries that you guys are able mm-hmm. to now support that, again, especially in the middle of pandemic? Or is there new products also that uh, allow you to take advantage yeah. of or help other opportunities that are now arising? So aside from the government's drive for um, the vaccination, we can also um, um, harp on the education sector. Right now, it's already the, um, we call it the learn from home or blended yes. learning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the education se- se- uh, sector, the continuation of blended learning the school year means that demand for printing uh, will also remain. So I, even if they're not in, at school and they're at home, uh, there's a need also for us to continuously print. Okay, uh, yeah. so bo- in both scenarios, high-speed business inkjet printers can assist both the LGU schools or print shops. Yes. Well, specifically, for Epson, our line of business inkjets can allow businesses to not only save on cost, uh, but also save the environment too. This is made possible by our um, hit-free technology. Nice. That's amazing. Again, guys, uh, coming from me, get the one with you. <laughs> so you don't have to use that yeah. cable anymore. Huh? It's just so seamless. Uh, Wi-Fi, like, Bluetooth. Yes. Bluetooth, <laughs> Wi-Fi, whatever that uh, connection was. But I don't have to pick my laptop, bring it to the printer and soak it up. It's just magic. The, the, best, yeah. uh, uh, the best feeling mm-hmm. in the world when you're getting that done. But what, what else we are need we to go to the printer, now? right? Yeah. <laughs> what, what else is coming for, 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 from a product standpoint and also from Epson standpoint in, in, in the near future? Because again, the, you're, you're great that you guys have digitalization. You're, you're pretty much... Uh, steered clear now. Mm. Pandemic is again. I hate to say it. It's the new normal, and we've we've all adapted. But yep. in this new normal that we're in, what 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 are you guys trying to do next? So okay, we want to as much as possible take advantage of um, the opportunity that's uh, um, in front of us. So we we don't want to just sit down and just wait for the pandemic to end, and then uh, hope that uh, things would go back to normal because this is the new normal, right? Yep. So. Um, at Epson, we always try to see what other um, applications um, and opportunity um, we, we can address. Like, for example, um, in, in the um, label industry um, yeah. or even in the hospital industry, um, mm-hmm. there are more people needing medical attention right now, sad yep. to say. But it's the reality being uh, seen right now. But um, being organized and precise uh, to avoid 
critical mistakes in the work, uh, workplace is very crucial in this industry. So our label printers, as we rec they recognize, is a great tool for them to mm. provide medical and other medic uh, labeling applications because it yeah. can print labels in instantly. Uh, and this is, this is apparent in, in terms of improving patient identification and productivity. Mm -hmm. So like um, yung mga um, blood bugs, you know, yeah, they, they yeah. has to be lab labeled correctly, um, even the um, swab results. Um, yeah. th that is where uh, our label printers can come, um, come in and help the um, hospital industries. Uh, and that's true. I think the same label printer is being used by my fiance because again, um, this is now a high time, but there's so many entrepreneurs are coming out of this pandemic and products that are being made again, whether it's home homemade or whatnot, we are using a tall manufacturer and whatnot. They all need labels. And I, I love the, the new wave of entrepreneurship again by, by, by circumstance, they had to step up and the easiest way to um, Get revenue instantly is by doing hustles. So whether it's a side hustle, it's a yep. full-time business. And if you need printing, I think it's a no-brainer. Epson is the king. Okay, not just the key, it's the king. Right there. Take it from me. Now, okay, let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's talk about paying it forward. Because I want to ask Chris how he then manages the team and mm -hmm. how he leads and how Epson is becoming the key to make all of this work. Let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn and flexible tenors with hashtag UNOBoost. 
Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We are still with Chris Sanchez again, who told us what Epson is. And again, uh, before we pay it forward, I think um, there are other products that we that you guys still have. That's a very exciting. That the uh, yeah. um, that's right in the horizon, or again, probably even available by now when you're listening to this, right? What is this about that I'm hearing uh, about POS printing? Um, because again, POS okay. now is 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 everywhere. Everybody's a seller. Right, and uh, just like what I mentioned prior to the break, <laughs> what does the this POS printer do, and how does it change the game? Okay, so a point of sale printer is basically when when you go to a uh, when you go to a restaurant, um, your receipts are printed on this machine. It's a small machine that prints mm, yes, uh, yes. a long, long uh, um, receipt. Now, yes. with all the details that you ordered and what have you. But um, it has come a long way also in terms of application, especially right now. A lot of solutions has been developed by, um, by Epson in, in terms of the application of the post printers. And mm-hmm. a lot of establishments, whether in retail or in FNB, have also adopted to this uh, new system. Mm-hmm. And this is mainly because of the pandemic, right? So, right, right. so um, as an example, the rapid growth of uh, online food delivery. Uh, yes. It has already disrupted your traditional ano, um, offline restaurant industry. Correct. So right now, many fast food and restaurant chains put up their own online ordering system. And some Correct. even put up their own cloud kitchen to cater to this demand. So this is what uh, this uh, new post printers can do. Aside from that, 
Mm. Um, our label printer, which is also categorized under POS printers, um, have this solution that can help the FNB chains monitor and manage online orders uh, more efficiently and also to prevent order mix-ups and ensure, uh, of course, there should, yeah. not, there, should be any seam, uh, there should be a seamless workflow in that um, new environment. And now, I, for, yeah. for yeah, so, so, sorry. So, in terms of non-retail application, man. So many establishments right now, like uh, banks, payment centers, and uh, utility companies, have also invested in this self what we call self-service kiosks. Uh, mm. This is, um, uh, we're, they're very much co- uh, concerned about contactless transactions. Yes. Yeah. So so to avoid contamination uh, via, with the virus out there. So the POS printers like Epson's printer can be easily integrated into this um, contactless uh, printers, uh, uh, sorry, kiosk, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. be fitted inside these machines. And uh, this is to help ensure that customers can still go about with their transactions given that situation. Nice. Now, yeah. how about at large scale? Because I would imagine that at you know, we're doing, uh, and you're, you're right, the POS is, is a little, has evolved now because the point of sale of where you buy is most likely online. But the need for printing and for labeling is still going to be there. The only difference is where it's going to be originating from. And again, cloud kitchens exist. And even in, in, in other food food apps, they even... Um, do pick up from home, home kitchens. I've, I've seen this happen. And, and, and a good investment for really making it more legit, especially in your business, would probably be in the type of labeling and the type of, especially at the speed of labeling that you're able to do. But what about the large scale one? Is there, because like, you know, the, there's That's still right. labeling things that you need to do. Is there a solution that you guys have for large scale printing that you, yeah. that, 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 that's needed out there? That's right, Ron. So aside from small printers, uh, we also have this large printer. So uh, as you as you mentioned, these are what we call large format printers, um, and such as a what we have now, uh, the digital textile printers. Wow. Uh, this can also help. Yep, digital textile printer. Imagine printing on um, uh, t-shirts, printing on paper to be transferred to um, uh, to uh, textile, and then. Woven, um, um, uh, what's this? Uh, tailored to a dress, for example. It can yeah. also help. Yeah. Aside from that, it can also help in responding to uh, today's uh, emerging opportunities. And one yes. one such uh, opportunity is uh, um, during this pandemic, the demand for personalized apparel um, has increased. Mugs yep. uh, and other items, which demonstrates merch. actually, yeah, merge uh, the, the success of uh, on-demand digital textile printing business model, and on and also um, to make mention on on-demand supply chains, uh, there are no more needs for there there are no more need for warehouses, big warehouses that keep large volume of uh, printed fabric. So gone are the days that. Um, uh, clearances of exact uh, excess tax uh, happens since digital textile printing also allows businesses owners to control their print volume and production timeline. So it. it helps a lot during this pandemic. Uh, um, 
not only the we talk about uh, fast printers, um, uh, label printers, post printers, textile printers. So as long as we see that there's an opportunity for us to help the market mm-hmm. and address its needs, uh, Epson comes out with a new innovation. All right. And that's very exciting. Again, you guys have done it before. And it's not even close, yep. right? Epson is the king <laughs> in here. But before I let you go, Chris, I want to pay it forward. Especially, again, for, for the youngins here. It's just that, again, if you're listening to the show, most likely you're, you have the same DNA, the hustler DNA uh, in, in us because you understand that nothing comes easy, right? There's always a lot of sacrifice and a lot of you know, pain that you have to go through if, if you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to be to make it great in life, to be on top of the food chain. Unfortunately, again... Um, it's not easy, but I want to understand first, Chris, aside from the, what you already told us mm-hmm. earlier from, from, you know, having that ability to sell, having the, the credibility and being sincere, sales and entrepreneurship is, goes hand in hand with building networks. What's your advice mm-hmm. for young entrepreneurs or young professionals that want to build a network that they can tap into for a very long time. And, and again, because I'm pretty sure you've had built an amazing network as well that was always going to be there whenever you needed it, right? How did you build that network and how did you nurture it? Okay. So um, it's important to take care of your name, okay? So wherever you go, um, you carry that. It doesn't change. So whether you start from company A uh, and then you move to company B, your name will always be the same. And right. when, you in, when, when you engage your customers, never, never burn bridges with those customers because eventually you'll, you'll uh, meet them at the same, either in the same industry or a different industry. And always uh, um, coming back to my foundation, my very first foundation, you have to be very sincere with them. Not that, uh, let's say if you're selling right now, if you're selling uh, something that... Uh, uh, will contradict other products in the future. Don't say anything bad about other products, okay? Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> otherwise, you will just be uh, shooting yourself on your own foot or yeah. uh, eating your words, right? So um, always speak good about your product and never uh, say anything bad about your competitors um, or anything bad about other industries. Uh, you don't know if you're if you're new to your hustle. Um, it's not it's not going to be forever that you'll be on that hustle right so you'll yeah. be expanding you'll be trying to adapt and change and 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 try new things same same as me i yeah. started the car industry those same customers that i have um which i developed which i um uh, nurtured i could carry them to another industry that i i went to but offering a different solution but the thing right. is i also i still carry the good name that they recognize when I was giving them their initial uh, requirements. So yeah. it's important to keep a good name to your customer and carry it wherever you go, even in your, your, your current industry or your next industry. All right. Now, last question before I let you go. Sales is something that you always have to pay forward. Now, in this day and age where millennials and Gen Zers, um, I have a different perspective. Uh, how do you pass on 
that very same thing that you've learned from the Henrys of the world to now a new yeah. generation. Um, where, again, it's a generation of instant gratification, generation of wokes. And I say it like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not part of it. I am a millennial. What the hell? <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> I'm alienated. I cannot relate to the people in my generation that when did hard work and hustling start to become a bad thing? I, huh? mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that the poor foundation of everything that's great that's built around us? You know, we can't just give likes around here, but yeah. how do you do it? We have, you said 35, the best in the business. How did you diversify? Mm-hmm. How do you teach? And how do you keep them on track to hit sales? Because at the end of the day, we can't deny that in any type of business, sales cure all. How do you guys do it? Okay. So, Again, uh, I mentioned in the early part, um, I'm thankful to the 35 uh, sales force that I have, equally um, dependable and strong. You know, um, they, they, you have to always um, remember that it's not you as an individual, not, not, not just me, that made all of this happen. Um, mm-hmm. I may be there um, quote unquote boss, right? Yeah. Or their division head. But the results are not because of me. The results of where um, our sales are right now, it's not because of me. It's because of this people, because yeah. of your team. Um, and and one, way, one day uh, we have to recognize as leaders, um, we will be replaced, right? Um, and, and there will be other people that will be taking our job and it would be your it could probably one of your uh, direct subordinates, right? And my advice is uh, we shouldn't be afraid to be replaced, right? We can be obsolete in the future because we want to uh, put up our own farm or we want to put uh, up our own rest house and relax and enjoy the, the fruits of all of our labor. But while we're working, we have to always develop people that will replace us in the future. And that's what right. we do. Um, we, we shouldn't be afraid of being replaced so that we share the knowledge freely and we don't keep it to ourselves so that when we retire, nobody knows what your style is, right? Correct. So y- you have to be very generous to your team and ma- make it known to them that you're doing this, um, well, uh, succession planning for them so that they yeah. can prepare. Right, so it's it's very nowadays it's very difficult to teach new bloods um, mm-hmm. that uh, what you're doing is for them. Yep. <laughs> and My sometimes goodness. they will always think that ah, oh, you're telling me this, you're you're te- you're asking me to, to do this because you just don't want to do your job and you want to pass it on. But in fact, it's the opposite. You want to give them all of this freedom. Um, uh, to to bring out the best in them, to to make them train themselves to be prepared to be, become the next leaders of any organization, yeah. Wh- whether it's under your company or an- another company. Be open to all of those uh, situations. So, yep, yeah, uh, um, learnings you, you cannot you cannot teach it uh, directly even in schools, yep. um, but you can help them. You can help your team recognize that uh, there's somebody else for them uh, to help them get to where they want to go. And that's a trait of a, a great leader because, you know, at the end of the day, we, you recognize that what you do is finite and it's better to live through others 
right? That, you know, you want to build others to be actually way better than you ever got to. But yes, sometimes you got to have to find that balance of, you know, pushing and not giving intent. Good job, good job. You can't be saying good job all the time. Yeah. You're going to have to play bad cop yeah. as well. And by being bad cop, you're now putting them on out, uh, further outside their comfort zone. Because if you just shower them with roses all the time, some kids are just not trained to be even killed. Mm-hmm. They want those roses that when you know yeah. they hit a pothole, that's where things go awry. So mm-hmm. just, just a follow-up question to this. When you criticize and when things don't go our way, especially in sales, the only thing that matters is the close thing. right? That's the only metric that matters. Mm-hmm. How many have you been able to the numbers? Close? You know, right? Okay, you feel bad, but dude, we have we are we'll give you all the freedom. But if you're not closing, and you have to then be blunt with people. And in new this new generation of, mm-hmm. of people in the workforce, how do you find the right balance so that they don't end up crying and you still hit your numbers because you're now trying to live through them? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to you have to always treat each individual member differently. You cannot you cannot give a sweeping statement or, or sweeping uh, management style, yeah. but you have to give them the foundation. Um, and 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 ha- giving them foundation to go back to every time recovers if mistakes are made or let's say targets are not made. But as long as you're clear with uh, this is our basic foundation. Even if you don't hit your numbers, as long as you're doing these activities day in, day out, you're contributing your, uh, your, your, your part, it will eventually pay off. But if you, do not, if you don't uh, verbalize, meaning yeah. you're not clear as, as a leader, you're not clear what your expectations are. You can't blame the you can't you can't blame your staff <laughs> or your salespeople. Yeah. Okay, uh, um, I didn't hit the, the numbers, and so. You didn't tell me that these are the these are what I need to do if I if the numbers are not there, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you have to be very clear at the onset, even if uh, you're already expecting them. I mean, it's expected for salesmen to sell, but aside yep. from selling, they also have things to do that contributes to selling in the organization, right? right. So this these are very important. So you have to be very clear. You have to verbalize it. You have to be going back to this. Every time, if you make adjustments to your objectives, uh, make sure that it's clearly communicated. Otherwise, uh, you'll have different uh, (laughs) different directions um, coming from all of your people. So imagine you have thirty-five people having different directions. How can you round them up? (laughs) And they're all hungry because they all want to sell. But again, thanks so much, Chris, for such an amazing. Amazing episode. But before I let you go, for all these amazing products that you said, if they want to take take advantage of this and they want to pakiao and make bulto or whatnot, where do they go and how do they reach out to you guys in Epcot? Okay, so um, right now we've already adopted a um, we we have we have adopted an online selling platform. We're already present in. Um, uh, Lazada we're already uh, available in um, Shopee so we also have networks hundreds of dealers nationwide we have more than 600 dealers nationwide 
um, just um, uh, go to our website, Epson Philippines, um, and you will see the um, you will see our uh, network of uh, dealers that can serve you and all of your requirements. So we also have our um, number that you can get in touch with uh, anything that you uh, need uh, related to Epson product. So there, uh, we're available. Uh, and our office is also open. Once this pandemic ends, we can welcome again uh, walk, uh, customers coming in for demonstration uh, at Ortigas uh, in Anson's building. Um, yep. and, uh, right across yeah. podium. Podium, yes. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. But before I let you follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. And again, if we did say some jargon, but if you want to know the number of how to reach out to Epson, it's going to be the show notes on hustleshare.com. If you want to be part of the community of all the hustlers that listen to Hustleshare, um, you can go to the Facebook community uh, that's called the Hustleshare community. Again, Chris, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. And uh, I'll see you soon. All right. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.